Welcome to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. Today we've got an amazing message of hope and healing just for you. God's Word never returns to Him void, so let this message sink deep into your heart so that you can walk out your complete healing journey today. Hi. Um, welcome to Healing Journeys Today. My name is Nikki Weller, and I'm really happy to be on the internet with you. <laughs> Whew. Um, the title of this is Don't Settle for Less because all week long, the word wholeness has been in my heart, wholeness. And, you know, whole, complete, finished, lacking nothing, wholeness. And I knew the Lord wanted to talk to me about it. And so I said, okay, let's talk about wholeness and what that looks like. And the enemy wants this to happen, especially to Christians. He wants you to get a hold of you can be saved or get a hold of the grace message or even get a hold of the, the message that you can be healed. But then the other places that are undone or not complete or haven't been manifested whole in your life, he wants you to think that's okay. That the abundant life that God created you for isn't accessible here. We just got to wait till we get home. And that's not what the scriptures show us. We serve a God of completion. If you look, starting in Genesis in Eden, he is a God who does things to completion, to perfect, to abundance, to life. And so he's like wholeness, a whole, complete, abundant life. That's his desire for everyone, everyone. And so he took me to John 10, 10. I'm going to read it in the Amplified. It says the thief, that's the enemy. The thief comes only in order to steal, to kill and destroy. I have come that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. Jesus, that's why he came. And so whatever part of your life doesn't look like full, abundant, abounding, overflow, God's not finished yet. <laughs> He's not finished working with you, guiding you towards that. And I'm thankful because there are places in my life that don't look abundant, that don't look um, whole yet. And so I'm not going to stop until I see that completely in ministry, in relationships, in our bodies, in our minds, in our hearts, in the way it, it, there are some things that uh, bring back memories I don't like, or some things will happen and it'll, it'll just trigger fear in my heart. And those are places that I'm not whole, that God wants to exchange what's undone for what is done. But the question is, how do we live out complete whole lives in abundance? How do, how does that happen? What does that really look like? Um, wait, hold, please. Let's take a moment. Happy. Makes me happy. Okay. <clears throat> in the scripture, the word life here is the word Zoe or Zoe, and it comes life in the absolute sense of life, as God has it, as God intended it to be. Life means as God intended it to be. So anywhere where it's not as God intended it to be, which is always good, which is always loving, which is always abundant, which is always complete. There's nothing incomplete about our God. We press onward. We, we serve the God of completion, the God of wholeness. <clears throat> so how do we not settle for less? In Mark 8, 34, it says, Then calling the crowd to join his disciples, Jesus said, If any of you wants to be my follower, 
You must give up your own way. Take up your cross and follow me. Now, let me read this in the Passion Translation. Mark 8, 34 through 35. We're going to go 34 and 35. <clears throat> Jesus had his disciples in the crowd gather around him, and he said to them, If you truly want to follow me, you should at once completely disavow your own life. And you must be willing to share my cross and experience it as your own, as you continually surrender to my ways. For if you let your life go for my sake and for the sake of the gospel, you will continually experience true life. But if you choose to keep your life for yourself, you will forfeit what you try to keep. There's a lot of, a lot of words in here, but what he's saying is to have the abundant full life the way God intended it is to give everything you have to the Lord that includes your way your thoughts the one who gets to make the decision is Jesus <clears throat> it seems counterintuitive to give up to get or to die to live but this is the way of the kingdom and so I wrote this where is it um to, I love where it says to to follow Jesus is more than the dethroning of our own lives, but the enthroning of Christ. It is to take ourselves off the pedestal of the rulers of our own existence, and it is to esteem him as Lord, to esteem him as Savior. And so these undone places where I have fear, well, perfect love casts out fear, so I invite the one who is love into that place, the place where I have sickness or pain or whatever, I go there in my heart and I say, Lord, you sit on the throne of my health. Lord, you sit on the throne of the relationships. You sit on the throne of my finances. I exchange me for him. It's always a good thing. Uh, John 6, 63 says, the spirit alone gives eternal life. Human effort accomplishes nothing. And the very words I have spoken to you are spirit and they are life. We esteem the word of God that is alive and active. It's not just a book. It's not just words on a page. It is spirit and it is life. We treasure the word of God and it brings literal life to our bones, peace to our hearts and power in this realm here on earth. We don't have to wait till we get to heaven to be healed. That's not God. We don't have to wait till we get to heaven to be at peace. That's not God. We can have it all here now as we keep God in the proper enthroned place in our life. And we don't run in fear when we find another place in our life that's not whole, that's not abounding in life. In fact, we because we keep the word before us and we remember his character, we don't have to be afraid. He's not going to he's not condemning us. He wants to help us in everything. We run to him with the incomplete undone things and we put it in his hands. You know, I, I wrote a blog about this a while ago, but my, my kids have tigers. So literal stuffed tigers. And it started with my son. I got him this cute stuffed animal and he fell in love with it. It became, you know, the one thing he needed to sleep. And being the smart young mom I was, I went and got a second one before the store stopped sell selling them. And I put this tiger up in the top of a closet because I knew there would come a day when I needed this child to sleep and we could not find tiger. And then, of course, that happened after a while. And so I 
it was bedtime. Can't find tiger. Where's tiger? Can't find tiger. And so uh, I went and got that tiger down. And I remember the next morning, Zach standing there holding the tiger. And out of the corner of my eye, I see an orange tail underneath a pile of other things. And it was kind of like one of those things where you, like the multi multiverse where like if one thing touches the other thing, the whole universe will explode. <laughs> and I'm like trying to get another tiger and put it away before he sees it. But that little guy, he saw it and he went, two tigers, two tigers, mama. So Zach has two tigers. Kaylee has one tiger that looks just the same, but somehow they all know whose tigers are whose. And when Zach's tiger, um, the tail started ripping off, I remember, was it him? Was it Zach or was it Kay? One of them. They brought me the tiger and asked me to mend it. And I got my needle and thread out and I'm sitting there sewing it. And they were sitting right next to me, just watching me sew. Just watching me sew. And it was all done. I tied it off and cut it and handed them back their tiger. And God said, I wish you would do that. And I said, wish you would do what? And he said, when things are broken and you need me to mend it, I wish you would just sit with me and not take it out of my hands before it's finished. Trust me that I'll give it to you as soon as the mending is done. And I think, not think, I know that the Father, the Holy Spirit, is pointing out things that are incomplete, undone, and asking you to come in your heart and let him mend it. Let him hold it until it's done. Trust him. So that was a sidebar, but it was important. Back to the word. Uh, my, wait, I already read that. Keep going. Keep going. Nope. Keep going. <laughs> um, I wrote this when you wait, we're all, we're all kind of undone today, y'all. And that's a good thing. Okay. Uh, when we make Jesus our Lord and make the million tiny decisions a day to let him and his word be the standard for our lives, we align with his thoughts his ways, and we believe his promises to be true. Life is released and grow, grows in our submission to him. It is manifested in our mind, in our hearts, and in our body. It's our choice. It's our choice, man. And if you've been listening to me for any time, you've heard me say there's always choice in love. And I know that it is like not fun how intentional to grow, to keep our hands open in submission of everything we've laid down in his lap, all those things. But it's because he loves us. He gives us a million choices a day to give it to him or not to enthrone him or enthrone ourselves. It's out of love. He's left this door open. And so the rest of our life in his kindness, we get to choose. And the enemy will come and say, you have no choice. The pain is too much. You have no choice. Your mind has been broken. You have no choice. Those people are doing this to you. You're trapped. There is always choice. God will always make a way of escape. He will always lead you and guide you into truth. You always have a choice. You always have a choice. Matthew 7, 14 says, but the gateway to life is very narrow and the road is difficult and only a few ever find it. This is referring to, if you read the scriptures above it and below it, it's talking about that Jesus is the only way into the Father. He's the only gate. It's very narrow. And a lot of people um, only equate this with salvation. It's true. There is only one way to heaven. There's only one way to God, which is through Jesus, the Messiah. But 
There's only one way to walk out this whole life abundantly. There's many ways to do this, but not abundantly, not completely and whole, because think back to the garden where everything was perfect. There was even a point when God was done with creation, when he had made a mate for Adam, they were there in the garden. He said, it is good. It was complete. It was complete and whole there, but there was also choice in that garden. You realize that? There was also choice in that garden. And so when Adam and Eve hadn't pulled back, when they still were choosing to walk in the cool of the day with the Lord, when they were still choosing to follow the directions that he had asked of them, when things were complete, when they were completed in each other, in their relationship with God and doing what he had asked them to put their hands to, if anything in our life doesn't look like that whole picture of a whole life, he's not done. And I'm so thankful he's not done. He's not done. So narrow is the way, yes, but there's always redemption. There's always restoration where things haven't been stolen or broken or we made choices otherwise in the past. There's always room for redemption. God's so good. He's not done. He's not done. Uh, read Psalm 16. Wait for it. Wait for it. Oh, I just hit the computer. Sorry, guys. I'm so happy to be here with you today. I truly am. I marked this. That was nice of me. Okay. Psalm 16. I'm going to read the whole psalm. It says, Keep me safe, O God, for I have come to you for refuge. I said to the Lord, You are my master. Every good thing I have comes from you. The godly people in the land are my true heroes, and I take pleasure in them. Troubles multiply for those who chase after other gods, and I will not take part in their sacrifices of blood or even speak the names of their God, gods. Lord, you alone are my inheritance, my cup of blessing. You guard all that is mine. The land you have given me is a pleasant land. What a wonderful inheritance. I will bless the Lord who guides me. Even at night, my heart instructs me. I know the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken, for he is right beside me. No wonder my heart is glad and I rejoice. My body rests in safety, for you will not leave my soul among the dead or allow your Holy One to rot in the grave. You will show me the way of life, granting me the joy of your presence and the pleasures of living with you forever. Now that's good news, y'all. That's the good news. He will show me the way of life. He will show you the way of life. He will show you the next step, the next decision, the next choice, the next thing to let go of, or the next thing to start dreaming with him about. He is good. He's not going to leave you alone. He's not going to ask you to do anything apart from him. He's not going to ask you to do anything in your own power because he knows you can't. He's going to equip you as you choose to enthrone him as the God of your life. And you will have abundant, full, complete life. And that is good news. And I'm so thankful for Jesus. So I want to encourage you, don't settle for less. Don't settle for dreams he planted in your heart as a child that have now died because you're so many decades on and 
that's not the horse of your life. But somehow that dream still lingers in your subconscious. Don't settle for, well, at least I can walk. I know it still hurts, but I can walk again. No, the pain is not from God. That's not abundant. Don't settle for less. Don't settle for, well, you know, I, at least we can get along in our house. We can choose to be civil with each other. No, you're called to peace. You're called to connection. You're called to feel connected. And God wants to show you how to let him come and bring connection and peace in your home. And wisdom, relational wisdom. Every piece. There's not, there's nothing he wants you to leave out. You know, um, like I said before this, I've been decluttering my daughter's room. And it's because she said to me, <laughs> She said to me the other day, Mom, it's hard to organize my room. And I said, why is that? And she said, I don't know. And I said, well, you know, you can't organize clutter, baby. And she said, oh, well, I'm going to need you to do something. And I said, what? Because they're in charge of their spaces, right? And she says, what, Mom, would, would, you, would you declutter my room? And I said, really? And she said, yep. Would you do it? I think it would feel better. I said, sure, baby. So we're in there. We're not done yet. And, and half the time she's not in there, which is good because I can make decisions. So she's given me, you know, autonomy to do what I'm thankful for. But I, I keep hearing the Lord saying, I want you whole. Will you let me come to clutter your room, to clutter your heart, ask you questions about things that you don't even see as a problem anymore. It's kind of like there's something called clutter blindness where you have a room that's all cluttered, but it's been there so long. You just don't see the three boxes that are there because they've been there for three years. You just don't see it. And so there are things that have been sitting on her dresser or crammed in a corner that I'm pulling out and going, Hey, can we talk about this? And she goes, Oh, Oh yeah, I don't use that. Let's get rid of it. And God is wanting to do that in my heart. And I believe in yours as I, we give him permission in our hearts and in our minds, in our decision-making, in our to-do list, to unclutter them, to point out things that we become blind to and go, oh yeah, yeah, you can take that. Yeah, you can throw that away. Oh, you want me to take better care of that? That's more important. I forgot, dad, I'm sorry. It all looks like a relationship. And um, I'm challenged in my heart because I know he wants to unpack, air out places that I've just forgotten about or places that were just so packed full. I want to just like scoot it to the side and close the door because that's overwhelming. Well, your dad's there to help you with whatever feels overwhelming or too much or you don't even know what decision to make anymore. He's right there saying, let's do this together. Let's go. I'll help you. And what you don't know, I certainly do. So I love you guys. I hope this blessed your heart. Did me. I hear the Father in it. So let me pray for y'all. Let me pray for y'all. Um, some of you feel real tender uh, listening to this. And it's because it's the Holy Spirit inviting you into a relationship to walk with him in, in those places where he wants to bring completion, where he wants to bring wholeness. And uh, it's okay to feel tender. Um, he's trustworthy with your heart. And that's just um, an invitation. It's just an invitation. So don't let it scare you. It's okay. <sighs> Hi, Lord. Thank you so much for wanting to be our parent and be our friend. 
Thank you for reminding us that you are made for the throne of our hearts and not us. It gets so heavy when we're on our own throne. Lord, I thank you for hearts connecting to you, letting you walk into those hidden places and air them out and point out where wholeness needs to be. I thank you that you will lead us and guide us into the way of life. That's what your word says, and your word is true, and it will not return void. I thank you for hearts taking the first step out of fear. What if it doesn't work? I don't know what I look like whole. That's scary. Sometimes the cage you know is less scary than the freedom you've never experienced. But I thank you, Father, that you're slowly walking them into the freedom that they've never known in every area of their life. Thank you for comfort for these tender hearts, Lord. Thank you that today is a day of connecting with you and dreaming of wholeness and completion. In Jesus' name. I um somebody your ear needs to pop ears open now in the name of Jesus jaws TMJ release now in the name of Jesus um pancreases in the name of is that how you say pink pink <laughs> multiple pancreas <laughs> oh, I see God healing pancreases and um system overloads Thank you, Lord, that you're decluttering bodies that have been stuffed them with more than they were carried, called to carry. Lord, I thank you for hearts, joy that is their strength, joy bubbling up inside of people as they realize that you're great with them needing you. Thank you, Lord, for joy in the name of Jesus. And thank you for the next piece, the next uh, scripture or word from someone that it's confirmed. God confirms himself. So Watch God confirm this this thing in your heart where you know this one space God wants to bring abundance to. He's going to confirm that to your heart, and it's going to be awesome. So I love y'all. Thank you. Bye. We hope you got some great nuggets of wisdom out of that teaching. Thank you for listening to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. And don't forget, you can find us live on Facebook and YouTube seven days a week. If you would like to donate, please go to www.healingjourneystoday.com. Isaiah 53.5 says, And by His stripes, we are healed. God bless you.